Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to The Front Porch. My name is Dennis Rogers, and as always, I'm joined by my good buddy, Michael Daniels. How's it going tonight, Mike? Fantastic, Dennis. How are you doing, buddy? Pretty good, pretty good. Life treating you well? Weather's finally starting to be consistently nice. Oh, yeah. Which means it's... It's lawn mowing season. No, we don't want to talk about lawn mowing. I, <laughs> I had, I think I had my love for it last week. We talked a little bit at the beginning and I was like, oh, it's so great and wonderful. And now I've changed my mind back again. <laughs> I think three times this week is what I was at now. Nice. Three times. So nice. Um, got a good, got a good as, suntan. It was good exercise. I feel good about that part of it, but I was done right, after right. the second hour. It's surprisingly, I don't know. My, my yard is of a size where... Unless I go crazy with like running the weed weed whacker and um and all of that stuff, it really only takes me like an hour, hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, weed whacking, I guess, probably adds another at least hour, forty five minutes. Oh yeah. Um, and it's kind of it. It's generally kind of zen. Like it is headphones headphones on. Listen to audiobooks or podcasts. I joined um um your buddy. Uh, Big Mike's Pantinas, um, yep. Book book club, mm-hmm. and the the book that we're doing, the audiobook version of it, is like nine hours long. Oh, that's not. And bad. so I'd been kind of I'd been kind of saving it until the 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 meetup call was was close, which is actually uh, this upcoming Wednesday. Okay. And so that the book would be fresh in my mind because it's not that long. Yeah. And so. Uh, Tuesday and Thursday last week um I went over to the house and Tuesday I just I mostly just mowed like I mentioned last week that I uh I did some cleanup sticks and saplings in the flower beds in the front kind of kind of stuff and by the time I was done with that I was too exhausted to mow (laughs) (laughs) so so I got that taken care of Tuesday and then um as mentioned i have the the door for the for the second floor bathroom um mm-hmm. i had gotten these doors used and they've been sitting in my garage which is is a garage and it's even it's like a carport that somebody put walls on wait are these so the, these the pictures that you had sent me yeah they're from my i put them on instagram okay but, make sure you um, put them on the drake's brew house too so that our listeners can see them yeah yeah i'll i'll link them from our show notes um but they've been sitting in, in the garage, which is very not climate controlled, for maybe like two, two and a half years. I moved them out there before uh, my brother and sister-in-law moved into my house after they got married. Um, but anyway, they've been sitting out there in the hot and the cold and the damp and the dry. And the paint's peeling off of them, as, right. as happens. And so uh, my dad has a, a heat gun. And I was just going to kind of sand it down, feather the edges. But he was like, why don't you take the heat gun over there and see if see if it comes up. And then you'll have a clean surface to start with. Yep. And so Thursday afternoon I did that. It took me probably four and a half hours to get both sides, all the paint off. And now it's a bare wood with, you know, some like glue residue, whatever. But... Um, well, it's if, mostly ready to go. They'll have to be primed to paint it again. But see if our our listeners take a moment here and they're listening. You can open up the drakesbrewhouse dot com and look at the pictures we're looking at of the two doors. I'm sure they'll they'll be there by the time this gets posted. I'm looking at one one that's a white door that's got all the paint that's all crazy. When it was small on on my screen, I thought it was some kind of like 
art deco, some fancy door that had the swirls. <laughs> and then I looked at it closer and zoomed in. I'm like, oh my God, this door is possessed. It's got a demon inside of it and it's ripping <laughs> from the inside is what's happening here. And then I could have, I could have sold one of these doors to an art gallery. Right. For right. A couple thousand dollars. And then my next thing was like, why do you have a lawnmower in your house? And what room are you in with? <laughs> and now you said it was the garage. So all things, yeah, all things are answered when I, I just, you know, listen instead of, See my uh, Take it see my electric lawnmower there, right? Uh, this, this I I do podcasts for for one moment too, and it was it was funny. I had a few that I was like halfway through. Um, I re listened to our show, and then for for review, and then um, Geek Scholar, Movie News, and then like the Nerdist. And I had watched, I had listened mm-hmm. through all three of them, and since I was doing the yard twice, I got through all three, and. I was like, oh, now I have to go down and drop down and listen to my next podcast that I don't really care too much for. <laughs> so it made that made everything go really slower. I wasn't really interested in it at all, but um, mm. I did get through. Yeah, the, I through some I go back and forth between um, audiobooks, which you know I'm on Audacity, so I always have some audiobook that I'm working on, um, and. My podcast queue, I don't listen to ours, but I listen to Geek Scholars Movie News, um, the uh, the Frog Pants Show Core, which is their Heroes of the Storm podcast. Yeah. Um, and I have in my list all four of the Merlin Man shows, but the main ones that I listen to most uh, um, faithfully, whatever, I'll still miss from time to time, but are Roderick on the Line and Back to Work. Yep. Um, I really like those. They're just sort of conversation style, kind of like ours. Not quite as nerdy, but uh, usually get some good, some good info in that on, for that out, stuff out, out, out of those. But yeah, so I'll switch back and forth. And then, in addition to my like, th- those are my normal sort of podcast queue. I also have a queue of um, serialized shows like The Adventure Zone. Um, Oh yeah, right. A show called Star Trek Outpost. That's more like a radio drama. I should I should um, do that 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 uh, Star Trek one. Uh, I mean, I should because I I'm out there mowing constantly, and it'd be good to hear other people do that. Yeah, it's it's funny. It's like it's really scripted, and the story's interesting, but uh, it's it's more of a like I said, it's radio drama. It's not like RPG or anything. But the Adventure Zone is really good if you haven't. Uh, given that a try oh i definitely i'm gonna have to now because i said i was scraping the bottom of my barrel there fox fox recommended that to us and i do it's funny i I get the same way i think a lot of people do they get you get to like the people that you're listening to and then every once in a while you're like i just don't want to listen to that dude today you know i just i just can't handle my buddy today (laughs) it's it's one of those (laughs) that's how i was with like uh um what's the guy that does the nerdist he does the talking dead stuff like hardwick yeah hardwick every once in a while i really like hardwick and then sometimes i really don't so it's just mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. when I don't want to listen to him, but but anyway, already breeds contempt. It, it does. It's right. It's like oh, you're so, fine. Whatever. So anyway, let's. Um, you can hear my keyboard again. So oh, you're clicking on the keyboard, typing stuff. So what? Um, I want to I make sure I have the right count. We are we are 85 days from Gen Con. Uh, it's That's coming gonna, down. It's going to be a thing now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mention it every week. <laughs> it's worth it. It's worth it. I, I have some uh, bad experiences re- recently that, and not bad. It's it's made me sad experiences with the whole Gen Con thing. Okay. So it's hard for it's hard right now. Is it is a difficult day for me to talk about? So 
difficult day. Do you, we, need, you, you, you need a minute? Well, well, we're one day, for our listeners, we're one day away from when event registration opened. and I guess that's a yes. Yes. So, okay. So, I am, I'm a planner. We've talked about this before. And I plan some things out and have a whole schedule and whatnot. We've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. Um, but I haven't done it in a while. I've kind of been on and off and then it's been really cool the last two years and especially this year where all of our friends have now gotten into the whole scheduling thing and our it's just been so a, much advanced planning it is and it's it's kind of been a really fun thing seeing everybody do their stuff and look at the schedules and then like oh he's gonna be doing it here and he's gonna be doing there and maybe i could jump in that game and, and then hearing other people see the schedules and then try to jump in the other games it's really kind of cool and i dig it a lot so when I had everything set earlier on last week and, you know, put on my wish list. And for those mm-hmm. who aren't familiar with the Gen Con event process is that you create a wish list uh, online from their, their application uh, of the events you want to be scheduled in. And then when it goes live, you press process wish list and it will try to give you the, all the events into your cart where you, and then you will put purchase them like normal. Um, mm-hmm. so that you don't have to go individually add to cart and you just do it all at once. But the problem is, is that right. they go live at a specific time and it's, yep, that was, that was noon Eastern yes. uh, yesterday, Sunday. Yes. And as always, it's, it's a rush. It's, it's, I, this is the first time you've experienced it, right? Like, oh yeah. Yeah. And we were, um, it was basically me and Fox and Pete in the group chat, uh, uh group me mm-hmm. and, David was there, active, and so was uh, Justin, and I think maybe Chris Borland. Yeah, and I didn't, I didn't hear anything from you, and I was like, I wonder if Mike's like, he's on, he's on media lockdown mm. while he's focused, or or something, because we were, we were posting gifts, you know, every couple yep. minutes right. for the hour leading up. We're like, <laughs> here's, the, here's the kid tapping his fingers, and here's the the coach going, we're waiting, <laughs> right, right, all, all all of that stuff, and then. You know, the the super, like, stressful, tense moment when you're like, did the button, did the button show up? And <laughs> did it press it? And, <laughs> and, and, and Fox, Fox almost right away is like, okay, mine says it's processing. And I'm like, mine doesn't say it's processing. And somebody, and then I, you know, because I'm a web developer, <laughs> I open up the inspector and I can see that the server returned a 503, oh, which means right. that it's down. And yeah. so I'm like, all right, I'm an, I got to refresh. Right. You and then did. the site was down. And so I'm like, refresh, refresh, refresh. <laughs> um, Fox got in like, so what happens is when everybody spams that button and crashes the site, <laughs> the, the big, people who get DDoS in attack. get put in a queue. Right. right? P- the people, the people who, whose uh, post processes get in a queue. Fox was like, he might've been sub 1000. Or he was right around like eleven hundred something, right? In the queue, that's pretty great. Uh, Pete Pete got in at like I want to say two or three thousand, and mine was over six thousand. Oh, like ugh, stupid, crappy rural internet. <laughs> and uh, and and so so then I waited, and like it slowly will like update your count as you move up in the queue. And I'm like, at the rate this is going, it's going to be half an hour. So I fired up Heroes of the Storm (laughs) to play a couple games because I'm like, I can't handle just sitting here watching this. Just waiting. Leave. Right. Just waiting. And um, 
But, you know, in the time it took me to play two games, I came back out and it was done. And the only thing I screwed up is we had planned to do Aeon's End, yep. um, the original game that I kickstarted the legacy version of, but I've never played the original. Um, their play demo is only scheduled once a day for the for the four days yep and it's and it's zero the tickets are free um and there are only like five slots so they all sold out but the thing that i screwed up is that i put saturday in my wish list and when i really wanted friday that that's and so always happens god and so when it processed it didn't buy my ticket because i already had a ticket for um star trek adventures with our other group with our group um at the same time and the system was like hey you have a ticket at this time you can't do both um it did buy or uh, buy it did buy whatever uh, a ticket for my brother david because for all of my for all one two three four five events that i bought tickets for i got three um one for myself one for david and one for well another for me that ostensibly is for andrew who didn't right. friend me in time <laughs> by two um, three. right and and fortunately fox you know we we had fox in charge of the big events so thank he got, god um, right yeah he got uh the legendary win box um true dungeon star trek adventures and uh the bridge simulator which was the big ones for sure yeah those are the big ones that we had we have five plus people doing um, but I got tickets to um, Firefly Adventures. Oh, which, I'm uh, so jealous. Which which we talked about. I have three of those, so um, there's 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 that. Uh, Eon's End, as previously mentioned, I got one. I don't have one for myself, but I have one for David while we're doing Star Trek. <laughs> right. We'll for see. the it's wrong free, time, so not, right? Yeah. I'm not too too worried about it. Um, the Lord of the Rings. Uh, the Wizard's Quest. That's the LCG the big one. New right. new box, um, and Five Minute Marvel. Oh, oh, I need to look for that. That's what I want to do. Five Minute Marvel. Yeah, right. that. I mean, it's it sounds similar to Five Minute Dungeon, and so right. like, if it's anywhere near the same price, I'll probably just buy it. I yeah, same here. Same it. here. Yeah. Um, and we also got tickets to uh, AEG's Big Game Night. Oh, so you you actually did get that? Okay. That at all. Uh, well, yeah, that, I, you've told me about it, and I've heard it here and there, but I've never been. Yeah, it's we first found out about it, I think, Gen Con 2014, I want to say. That was the first year that my brothers and I went to the went to the con together from up here. Yeah. You know, in years past, like, they would come from up north, and I would come from Bloomington, and, you know, we'd meet and hang out, but... We weren't as as involved leading up because we weren't, you know, driving together or anything like that. But we heard about this and we're we were really into Smash Up at the time and a couple other AEG games. And uh they were like, Yeah, there's it's this big thing. It's like a couple hour just open game session. They That's have cool. um they have copies of all their games. Um they're yeah. big ones anyway. And they'll sometimes have like prototype copies of stuff that's not in print yet oh that's cool um and then they do a swag bag or the first year we did it it was a box oh was and that where you got doomtown yeah we got doomtown that's and 
a smash up expansion with like gold leaf on the box lid okay it was okay i guess um like a i think like a an, an expansion map or something for trains um a couple of small games it was just a a box games like T- doomtown and another bigger box game like three small games the smash up expansion and and the other like add-ons and so we're like this is you know for well what happened was it was sold out but how, like, how much does like, that event cost it's 32 dollars. oh so you kind of basically get your money back in the stuff if not right exactly more. that's right. the that's the theory right. um they were sold out but they said you know if you're here at seven and the event starts at eight yeah um you know we'll you you get in line and then if you have generics you can buy in if we're not at if all the people who bought tickets don't show right which right. which is always possible we did that that year and then the following year we tried it like we stood in line for a long time and then when it started they were like they weren't they weren't doing that they weren't accepting generics at all it was like true dungeon or anything else like in theory you can go to any event with generics and if they have space they'll let you play but a person with a with a named ticket has priority okay and so we tried it the second year and then for the last two years we haven't even bothered um and the allegedly the the swag bags have declined in quality over the years yeah and so so i asked my brothers i was like do you guys want to try and do this if we actually get tickets the right way you know since i'm <laughs> yeah, buying, the normal since I'm buying event tickets so far in advance and uh that was the only one of my events that i had set to only buy if i could get all three okay right because that's that's an option oh if you, you want you want to go other, right yeah if you buy tickets for other people you check them in the boxes and you pay for them but there's an option to like only buy the tickets if i can get all of them so if you want to do you know like we were doing yes. star trek if we wanted to make sure we had all five of us like don't bother if there are only two tickets left right right um the, the, that that's not sold out is it this it's the uh what's it called aeg's big game night and that what it is aeg's big game night they sell 750 tickets so i got all three of the ones that i bought i don't I assume that it's sold out by now, but it might not be. Well, it's 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 Friday at 8 p.m. and I have I'm looking at it now, so it's doing work and play at the same time. Uh, so <laughs> we we it's oh man, I see it. It's available, and I have eight o'clock open. I might just well, jump in that. We're, we're we're still kind of on the fence about it. I was like, well, we can ref- we can return them up to half an hour before the event. So if we decide that there's too much you know cool stuff going on friday and we don't we can just return the tickets and um right but if if you're interested and they're still available i mean that's your call Uh, i might just have to do that i think uh, i mean we'll see after the show there's 100 101 tickets available right at this time wow that they lasted longer than i than i expected maybe you know they're they're declining in popularity since the the boxes have have allegedly been been declining i know they have a new um a new game out called, I want to say Edge of Darkness, but that might be wrong. Oh, yeah. They, they started doing this um, this card crafting system. Mm-hmm. Like last year I bought and we played Custom Heroes. 
okay, uh, which is that sort of rummy-like game where you put the cards are in sleeves and you put modifiers in the sleeves on top of them. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that game. I, I think I remember playing it a little bit, yeah. Um, and they have a, like, I think it's a worker placement game that's that's uses the similar uh, mechanic or whatever um, called Mystic Veil. And this new game is supposed to be, like, the culmination of elements of all three of those games. I looked at the Kickstarter, and it looked good, but much too heavy for me to try and play with my family. Um, but I do yeah. want to try it at some point, if it's there available at... Uh, it could be at the AG event. Well, we'll, we'll, right. what we'll do is we'll we'll make a thing and we'll do it after the show and I'll see if I can't hop in there. All right. It is Friday at eight. That's our. It's usually our game night, but it's only like an hour or two, right? So we do something like that. Um, but so my that that's a really interesting thing about like or a fun thing that you can't really experience until you you have made a schedule. You you've taken the time at least minimally to plan out your what events you want and then there's a little bit of thing in the back back of your head where like okay i've written this event down and i'm kind of a little excited about it i mean oh i i'm happy with my choices and then now when it's coming down to that five four three two one push the button moment it just all of a sudden adds a little bit of i want this to happen happen come on make it it's, it's you can't even really describe it until it until you do it and people can roll their eyes all they want no, it was it's fun it was much more stressful than i expected i, I think i thought <laughs> i think i thought that the wish lists would were processed like passively yeah um and you know you just set it up and go but uh you're right did i mean you, did i mean you finish explaining um what happened to you yesterday? I don't know if I can no, off there. Yeah, no. The, so, so the um, well, it's important. It's good that you explain how that all works because it does go at noon and you have to be there. And it's because of like exactly what you said with the four or five guys that you were there online with. They were all pushing buttons. And there, you said there was a queue at 6,000 at, at some point. And it goes much higher than that um, with people. And that means that you have to you have to be on there to have any hope to, to get the things that you want if they're popular right. at least. Yeah, um, you, like true if dungeon you want stuff that's in that's in high demand, like true dungeon, and yes, like or, I said, this, or limited this seats. Neon's end it. was free, and there were basically twenty slots. Yeah, and that's so. it. That, that's usually the most of the thing with the things that I kind of want to get. It's not necessarily as popular that there's like six seats, and that's that's the tough mm-hmm. part. Is you, know, I really would like to play Battlestar Galactica or something. Well, only one guy is running it because he likes to play the game <laughs> and wants to play it. Right, and he's running right. a sick game of six, so. You know why? And I one year I did get into that, but there's been several years where I've wanted to get into something small like that, and you just you, you know there's it. Sorry, it's filled up. But anyway, the 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 story is is that I had it's not much of a story. It's that I I had a lot of things going on that that day. Um, I was at that moment actually I was still at church and it, it didn't get out until afternoon and it ran long, and then I went and picked up Sydney from stuff. And by the time I could even look at the thing, it was like one o'clock, and I was like, oh, oh. yeah, it was it was past the time and i and i looked at my wish list right away and they were all grayed out as sold out every single one i was like not even one not one uh it was it was pretty pretty devastating now the 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 saving grace was that is that give shout out to my good buddy fox and that he did successfully get all the big stuff and that's that's why he did it and i and i'm gonna I need to make sure that we get him his money i'm gonna give him a nice little tip for it as well (laughs) so a good job fox tip I think the lesson for next year, because it, it records it all in the system, right? Like, it wouldn't mm-hmm. let me buy a ticket to Aeon's End 
4 p.m. on Saturday because I already had a ticket for yeah. Star Trek Adventures that Fox bought. Yeah. And so really what we should be doing is is have some redundancy built in. So like I could have added you to all of my stuff and if you if your wish list had processed before mine anyway, it would have just not sold me those. Right. Like yeah, that's could true. have had a backup you know right and then just do the exchange of money somehow That's yeah right. you have to deal like giving giving people cash but, but right know. but that works yeah the the we're, i we're i know i had i had actually placed you on three free events that i had done you and fox and something else and it was like just mm. a couple of events I, I i know we had open times in the slot that at least that i had seen right i was like i'll put it on there it's free if the worst he could he could like get rid of it but Again, those were right. all taken. But the other side yeah, that made me that's feel... Why I put, that's why I put plus ones on all of mine. I'm like... Yeah, smart. If, and if Andrew had friended me, I might have gotten four of some of these. Because I'm like, who knows, you know? Right. Reserve a spot. Well, the well, I think you can only get two. Right, but if two. but if I had another named... Oh, yeah, yeah. ...person, right. then I could right. I could have gotten... I could have gotten an Andrew ticket and gotten a plus one. Well, the the upside to it is that today I did come back and and recheck out all like available times and slots, and miraculously, uh, I did get everything that I that I wanted, ex- with the exception I did not get it then in the DC deck builder confrontation stuff that I kind of really oh. wanted to try. Yeah, and that's um, and that's not one I was I was interested in. So. Right. Yeah. It, it was just it's got a, they got new mechanics and expansion for that very basic kind of game so i thought i'd give it a shot so it's not a, a terrible loss but it would have been nice but it, i did have to the downside is that i have to i've switched some things around like i was i was looking forward to playing the lord of the rings wizard's quest with you on that day and then yeah i'm not, not going to be able to play it till friday so you'll have to just tell oh, me oh so Thursday you so goes. you got in it later yeah, they, they, all the slots for that Thursday just slammed closed. And then they sure. had a few. I think there was like four slots available on that Friday one at that one slot. And I was like, I got to get in now. So, I, you know, it was important to get it so I can get the box and, and play it and experience yeah, it. Yeah, well, I, I have three. And, um, you know, of of my brothers, I'm the only one who has a copy of the game. Oh, wait, you actually have co- you have that game? I mean, you have two extra tickets to that slot? Well, I have three because oh, David, David said he wanted to do it. And I figured that Andrew maybe would want to also. I don't know. You know, he, I don't think he's ever played it, but he's moving back home. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to get him to play it with me sometime. Right. Before well, then. I'll, I'll, ha- I'll have to see if I'll have to see if you've got an extra ticket to that before you refund yeah, if, it. If one of them doesn't want to play or if, um, you know, we want to we want to split or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll have I to don't want to. Uh, I don't want I don't want to do just another another week with a with a long segment of us talking about the game again. but <laughs> yeah. um just briefly i did finally last night well a, a couple nights ago i tried uh the first quest with um with a full the full tactics deck again oh okay and and just got destroyed i'm like i don't i don't know if tactics by itself without a second player bringing in some some cards from the other spheres can actually can actually win on its own it's too yeah. like narrow focused at least in yeah. the core most most um, of them are i think most of them are and so uh and so last night i decided to finally try and um and actually build a deck right which is the whole, oh, right. like thing of the game yep um since i had just done tactics i was like let me try because i've had in my mind um if i build a deck 
and I end up using it a lot, I want it to be something that I can play, like if I come to Bloomington and we play. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you've said you like to always play Aragorn, so I'm like, okay, well, what if if he's going to do leadership and something else, yep. let me try if I can make a combo of something else. So um, the deck I built has Legolas and Gimli, who are both from Tactics. Nice. Um, Gimli's good at defense. Uh, Legolas is good at attacking and then making quest progress. Right. Right. If, right. He, if he gets a kill. Um, and then from lore, I have uh, green. I have um, Berevor, the, the female ranger. Okay. Um, her ability is you exhaust her to draw two cards, which is okay. Like, I, I only have one lore card, so I wasn't discarding a lot of cards. I never used that ability. Mm-hmm. Um, but she has two will two attack and two defense um and so she's pretty she seemed pretty all around useful yep um because i don't you know i didn't have a lot of willpower with the others and then based on a a blog post on bjorn's path uh good site there he he, in his first like path of bjorn um post series he said um People usually the rule of thumb for decks is half allies, a quarter events, and a quarter attachments. Oh, that's good advice. Okay, I need to look that. Um, and so, and so I did that, and it wasn't like it's a little intimidating at first to to think about building a deck because each of the starter decks is thirty cards, and I went for a forty card deck, which is not the 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 tournament rules that people that people follow are 50 cards max, no more than three copies of anything. Oh, really? Um, I mean, because the, in the, in the box, the, um, you know, the most there are of any card is three. Oh, is it three? I thought it was four. Okay. It, it depends on the game, but in this game, in this game, I think it's three. Uh, but anyway, I was going for 40 card deck and going through each of those piles. I was like, okay, well, let me look at the, the lore, allies and the tactics allies and then i'm looking for about you know i'm looking for 20 ish and so i know that i want like seven in lore and like 14 in uh or 13 in tactics plus both copies of gandalf yep um from those two decks though i could have actually got three um and then do the same with the others like it's it's intimidating to think about doing that because you you think that you have 30 cards that you got to like read them all and figure out which ones are stronger than others. But you're um, only doing like three cards. Right. Yeah. There, there aren't 30 cards because a lot of the cards have two copies and a few of them have three. Yeah. So in the starter tactics deck, there are whatever, like 15 allies, like yeah. ally cards, but they're really only like four or five unique allies. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, well, there's these ones and these ones. And these guys have the same stats as the other, but they cost one more because they're ranged. Well, ranged, unless you have cards that empower ranged allies or heroes, it doesn't do anything in a single-player game. Right. Right, because ranged lets you attack enemies engaged with other players. Mm -hmm. And, 
yeah. So, so some of those anyway, abilities just aren't I, that great with it. I I built that deck and uh, and played through the first mission on it and won. So good. I won with I won with a mostly tactics deck. I just had to get some get some lore in there. Now to, now uh, you have to move on to the real game. Like right, if you, I have to I have to get into a, an actual difficult. Uh, yeah, I say I difficult I've, quest. That's 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 uh, actually I'm ready to hear you hear your opinion on after that because I've one of the things that I, I try to I would like to do is I'd like to play the the decks in increasing difficulty. The instead of I know there's the scenarios are very story driven and but they're not in order of difficulty per se. So it's not like the first one, the first storyline is, is easy. The next one's level two. The next one's level three. And then, no, it's like one, seven, 12 and, you know, difficulty. And then the next D- one will be three. Story. Yeah. It's like yeah. each, um, it's, it's a little bit like raids in WoW. Yeah. Right. Like, like, it's not like you went through, um, whatever in, uh, you, you raided mostly in wrath, but it's not like right. you went through, the first raid, Aldaman, and you know the first boss is the easiest, and then and then the next one, and then and they would do weird things like one of the bosses would be a wall, right? So yeah. like the the end boss of a raid is always the hardest, yeah. But there would be like one that's easy, and another one that's a little bit more difficult, and then a third one that's super hard. Yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of how this game is kind of set and up. Then, and then once you get the once you get the second like super hard one then you know the one after that is kind of the same and then the boss yeah. is much harder but, well they, did, they yeah, didn't want to yeah they that's didn't. how this feels to be built the core set has three quests and like you said their their difficulty rank from fantasy flight is like one seven and twelve or something right and, and they well i mean that makes sense because you, you don't want to put out like um, all level one ones and level one and two, then you're like, this game is really boring and we have to wait for expansions for them to get really right. hard. I mean, you want to have the experience. So yeah, uh, that, that's, that's the, I, I didn't get to the point that I was making with, with the wow raids, but it wasn't like you beat the last boss in Alderman and I forget who that even was. And then the first boss in the next, next raid was harder than him. Yeah. Like it resets. You go. I mean, it goes the first boss. The first boss in the second raid is harder than the first boss in the first raid. Yeah, but it's not harder than the last boss, right? But right, right, right. It makes sense in my head. I don't know if I'm explaining. No, I, I, I know. Yeah. So, so, but it's it's been pretty still still pretty fun. Still doing pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Not, I don't. Not, um, yeah. You know, I'm I'm so I've done this I've done this first mission four, five, six times now. Wow. That's... Um, a lot i i said that to david and he was like what so I've, I've never played it that long that many he had um he had some friends when he lived in lafayette who you know one of them really loved this game and he was describing it to me it was like he had a spreadsheet with all the cards <laughs> and stuff and i'm like that reminds me of what i did when i tried to get into magic i just didn't have any friends who actually played and so yeah all i did was like you did the stat is, monkey this, of it but this this is gonna be throwback like I'm talking 97, 98. Yeah. And so, like, I'd go online, quote unquote, you know, kick somebody off the phone to connect to the internet and download a uh, a program that ran in Windows 95 to, like, <laughs> manage all your magic cards. Maybe yep, even sure. one that ran in DOS. <laughs> right. Like, like way, way back in the day. Um, 
But yeah, I said I, I I played this a couple times, but I've got a a little table. I think I sent a picture, and I'll put it in the show notes. But I have a little table with the play mat and the box, and it's sort of like half taken out of the box already. Yeah. And so if I want to play, all I have to do, especially if I'm doing the same one, right? I've already got the encounter deck built. I just have to sit down, pull the table over, and, you know, set it up. Like, I can be, yeah. especially if I, I mean, even even win or lose, like, I think I get all the way through it in less than an hour. So it's just like, you know, I decide if I'm going to do that or play two games of Here's the Storm sure. and, uh, and just go for it. But anyway... Yeah, and playing single played, player, you can you can blow through it pretty quickly. I mean, you know what yeah. you're doing. You're just taking yeah, turns. As, it's especially as I get more and more familiar with all the steps. I'm like, okay, that's combat. There's nothing left to do. So, yep. threat goes up. Put coins on the heroes. Draw a card, and now it's the next turn. Yeah, and and uh, I, I it didn't take me long to pick it right back up when I started playing again. It was like, oh yeah, boom, 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 boom. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, you can't do anything. Threat does increase by one. Next one, draw a card. Put the things on. It just you know the things. There's only a yeah, couple. There's only steps in there where you have to make decisions, and you're since you're a limited right. when you're at limited number of cards, it's very very tight. You only have limited decisions. Yeah, you're like, am I gonna am I gonna play? When I tested out my deck, I drew both Gandalf cards and um, Bjorn, who is mm-hmm. a, a six cost. Yeah, right. You're like, and you have that option to mulligan at the beginning, and I'm like, ah, these are a lot of high cost cards, but I don't want to not have Gandalf. Yeah, actually, I, got them both. I actually used Gandalf to draw cards, uh, which right, yeah. I haven't done. Like I was, I was a little worried about threat, and I was like, "Do I drop threat or do I draw cards?" And because I had such expensive cards, I was like, "It's probably better for me to draw cards." Yeah, and to spend that amount of points on it, it's like whoa. And yeah. I actually used um, Gimli because if you know Gimli's ability. He gets plus one attack for every damage right. he has on him. Oh, yeah, yeah. And when I play pure tactics, I, I ended up always using him to defend because he has two uh, yeah. defense and five HP. And then I never got to use that attack. Right. Um, well, when I played last night, I drew the the path where you have to fight the spider. Oh, yes. Okay. It's like, it's like nine hit points and two yeah, you're defense. Yeah. Like, Right, but by that point, I had enough damage on Gimli that he was doing six attack. Oh, so nice. I'm like, okay, six from him, three from Legolas, and then I just need one or two, uh, you know, allies to to, to finish burn him it off. down, nice. finish him off. Yeah. Well, the, the to, I wanted to sidestep a little bit here. You mentioned magic. I <laughs> the magic is is. Uh, a funny thing, my, my little story with that is, I mean, I, I got into it as much as anybody else did, but it's, that's my old man's, I think that's going to be my old man's story as I even get older, is that um, Mike Trotsky, our buddy, was, and I right. were in high school and we played it together, like when it came out and we played Alpha and all of our friends played it. We Whoa. And I don't know how, I don't know how it got in our radar it's all I can always chalk it up to is just Trotsky has a sixth sense about these kind of things. Uh, always has. And he, we just started playing it. I think it might've been our neighbor at the time. His name was Brian and he got into it and he would come over all the time and we would play. And then we ended up getting starter boxes and I'm not kidding or exaggerating. We played alpha. That's all. That's what we played when it came out um, with the cards, just unsleeved in the raw type thing. Right. 
Wow. We did, had no yeah. idea. This this is my like I saw Star Wars when it came out type story. Um, <laughs> right, right. I mean, really, and and it's it was they came out with was it beta then, and they changed the borders, and it just looked different. So it was mm-hmm. like a it became like a, oh like a real finished kind of looking card. It just it looked a little bit different, but it, we mixed them. It wasn't that big a deal. It was just the cards, you know. Yeah. Um, we did not I, think twice about it. Um, and then here's the real kicker. Brian, remember our neighbor, he was, he loved baseball cards. I mean, he, he loved okay. games, but he loved baseball cards. So he mm-hmm. had that collector's bug anyway. And this was a neat thing sure. for him. So he got baseball card folders with the baseball sleeves and stuff and mm-hmm. set about collecting all of the magic cards from alpha. And he was, when they came out with the next set, it really frustrated him because we weren't used to this whole idea of, you know, a game having something called expansions to it. You know, like he right. just figured that you were going to he wanted to get all of the cards so that he could have all the cards. And that was it. Um, so he w- he went like hardcore into getting all of the sets. Now, Brian was a Mormon and something they okay. do is. I'm not sure what it's called, but they go like when they come a certain age, they go out on a mission. I think it's when he graduated high school and he yeah, goes off mission. somewhere. People, right. They go off somewhere. People, people and, know that that's when they, that's when they go door to door. And right. Right. And they like give up everything or, or whatever. So it's a whole thing. Well, he had to leave and he's giving up everything. And what he did mm-hmm. was he, he, he gave up that his collection of magic cards to our buddy Neil. And oh, he just wow. like, here, here, you can have it. You know, it's like I, I got most everything. I got multiple copies of most everything in that thing, and you can have it to play with. Now, I don't know whatever happened to that. I see Neil every once in a while at Gen Con. I'm gonna have to ask him. <laughs> but the the old man me comes is like last year they had the the big anniversary for Gen Con. I think was it like 50 years or some some nonsense. 50, or, yeah, Gen Con yeah. 50. And uh, um, so they had a, you know many historical things displayed in their little museum type stuff. And one of the things they had is the original owner creator of magic had, had loaned the museum his uh, display of every magic card ever made. Right. um, Which was really cool. So everyone of course was like awing and, and wooing and wooing over all the original cards that were there. And this was just me opening it up and looking like, Oh yeah, these are the cards that I played with. This is magic to me. (laughs) You know, these cards, um, but of course, you see the price tags on them, and you're like, you just shoot oh, yeah. yourself. But um, I, I, it was cool. I didn't, I didn't know about sleeves when I had magic cards, so mine weren't sleeved either. Um, but uh, I played. I think I bought a starter box right before Tempest. If you, okay. I don't know if you yeah. kept up with it at all. Sure, sure. Yeah, I know that. It would have been it would have been around that time. So there were new like, I think phasing was the new mechanic. Oh yeah, and okay, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't really, I didn't. Really That's right around the time I got rid but... of, I got out of it because it was they were adding mechanics, and I was like, I, here's the big thing. It's gonna sound hilarious. When they started adding multicolored cards, I about lost my mind. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. this go, this game is going off the rails. I think and they had legends. I don't know if you remember legends, or earlier on. And they no, were like these so. monster cards. I think it was like the third, third or fourth expansion, maybe if that. And and I was like, this this game is going out of control. There's multicolored cards. How how mm-hmm. dare you have more than one colored deck? You know, and this is ridiculous. That's uh, uh, that's that's diversity, man. Yeah, and then they made us pay like four dollars for a booster pack. That was ridiculous. <laughs> so 
That was a lot right? of money in the late nineties. Yeah, it was crazy. Anyway, that, that it was fun, and I'm, I'm glad that I was part of it. It's really cool to see magic still being what it is today, and um, you know, it's it's impressive. It is still a fun game. I mean, believe it or not, it's it's ridiculously huge to understand anymore. I don't know even how they get new players to play, but um, you know, yeah, any game do, to last. That I mean, long I think impressive. I think they do stuff like um, like what Hearthstone does, where the 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 tournaments or the 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 group things they only go back so far right oh yeah like you only have cards from the current current gen and like two generations prior or something and like cards earlier than that you have to be in a specific kind of tournament to play right to to kind of to kind of alleviate that um, barrier to entry. Well, there's just, there's just so many mechanics was the thing that also turned me yeah. off. To, even if you think about it, like you, you mentioned shadow or, or different kind of things, effects that, you know, shadow was one of them mechanics where a whole expansion had a lot of cards. It was centered around this thing called shadow. And it's been a while, but I believe that only shadow cards can defend and attack other shadow cards. And right. then, so if you have a shadow card and your opponent doesn't have a shadow card, unless they have some kind of a spell or something that can kill it. And it was a black, so Terror didn't kill it either. Uh, just win. It just win. They just go through. And I had like that. I remember playing Trotsky one year, and I had it, and he's like, that doesn't even make any sense. And he's like, yeah, I know. And they just keep adding these mechanics that if you don't have the counters to them, you just lose. Right. So I, I don't know how people keep up with the 12 plus 15 years, whatever it is of magic, the 20 years. Still still people doing it i see people at gen con buying and selling cards and oh yeah, yeah. they're they're huge it's crazy but anyway it's anyway yeah it's, it's gen con you know it, it i will say that the magic stuff well wizards isn't there anymore that's a weird thing about right. gen con i i'll admit i was one of those guys that thought that that you know gen con was in trouble when wizards pulled out, <laughs> you know, because they were, they were such an anchor. It's like your, your local mall. And then the, the main, you know, anchor goes out, store goes out and you're like, Oh, well, our mall is going under. It's going to be only a matter of time before it all goes to pot. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, and I, it didn't. I didn't, I didn't keep, uh, I didn't pay too close of attention to this as it moved forward, but it felt like to me, because, you know, I never, aside from, playing uh with fox at gen con last year i've never played real D official yeah. real whatever label you want to put on that because they have all their yeah. all their trademarks like dm um yeah. well and i guess the the time that fox and i did call in uh npcs oh, right, for, yeah. for your guys campaign but um i played pathfinder before fifth edition came out of D D, right okay. because they went from 3.5 to four and four yep. changed so much that a lot of their players jumped ship and um, stayed with three five right? and that and that's when and that's when pathfinder took off um and and paizo is still at gen con like they run events all oh, yeah. the time oh yeah they just t- they just usurped the place there and they and i don't know if i don't know if that stayed big when fifth edition came out i know that the um the dan Harmon show uh Harmon quest Mm-hmm. His his RPG the show that they do on stage. Um, I know that they're playing Pathfinder. They don't say, you know, the, the no, they didn't pay rights or whatever that they would need mm-hmm. to do to 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 acknowledge all of that 
um, whatever uh, system for and it, stuff right, that they're yeah. using. But I can see the books on the table, and they're Pathfinder books. They're using Pathfinder books, right? Well, the the it, they filled the void really well, um, and I mean it's it's hard to say that Gen Con has an effect on the industry um, like any kind of trade show might, hmm. but but it, it's hard to deny the size of the of of the the event. Um, I was yeah, commenting, and it's, to, and it's broad. Yeah. You know, we've talked about this at length. Like there are only there's only a segment of the Gen Con attendees who are role play gamers just yeah. like there's a segment who are magic gamers and a segment that are miniatures gamers and then the whole other group that encompasses all board games and deck builders and and all of that other stuff plus you know the relatively small segment of cosplayers um spouses all of that stuff yeah it, it's so you're 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 coming there and i know that like Watsi Wizards of the Coast were were very like we spend so much money on this so much money mm. and they they felt that their their thing was that their return on investment was just not worth it and they right. you know, it was lean times economy was going really down the pot and sure. so so they would, I mean it it was all good reasons um, but it, it does feel I got to say it does feel when you're going around and the the exhibit hall or anything else and you see pathfinder in a huge massive area of the hall and you don't see wizards of the coast or dungeons and dragons you i I don't know i just can't walk away from it thinking you know like that's the coolness of pathfinders on my mind whereas oh yeah there's that D &D game i forgot you Mm -hmm. know i mean i i don't know if that's necessarily the truth much anymore, because I, I will say Dragonfire was represented last year. I, I don't know if maybe they went through a separate vendor um, or whoever made it, made mm-hmm. Dragonfire, but um, they they do have some presence, but it's just not, it's not like you can go to the D&D booth anymore, which is really weird for a Gen Con to not have like a D&D sure. booth. Um, but, but it's okay. I mean, it really is. <laughs> if anything, it, it, they got way bigger. It just allowed space, not just for Pathfinder to fill their void, but for uh, many other places to come in and be highlighted and make bigger booths and take up that sp- spot, all those yeah. spots. And then it's just been way bigger. And they've expanded. They have to have grown like five times even more since Watsi left, um, which, which begs the question is, is will Watsi ever come back? Um, hmm. You know, or or, yeah, or would know. they? But but anyway, uh, I, I'm 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 89 days. I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm glad I, my mistake was rectified, and I'm glad that <laughs> at least for the most part. Now I'm even more excited because you know that the one with, that I was a little disappointed in is that that Lord of the Rings game not be able to get into with you, and now we may be able to get into work that out. So. Yeah, you might you might have to fight off one of my brothers for it. I will. I'll I'll, I'll just tell Andrew that you don't love him anymore, and I'm if you know, there are. The, if there are any other slots, like I know that he didn't get, like neither of them are playing Star Trek or Bridge Simulator with us, and yeah. Andrew didn't get into True Dungeon, um, and so oh, we, might, we might be able to shuffle around. Burn. It's only it's only ten. Like unless he got in, like there was one slot that he was like, Fox was like, Zon Chance, uh, Dennis's no other idea. brother? Question mark. <laughs> right. But, yeah, burn we'll getting it out and getting a true digit. Well, we're 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 doing true digit. So this year we'll we'll have a huge review on true. Digit. Maybe we'll record after it or something. That'll be that'd be fun. Uh, yeah, to, we'll to talk we'll about have to see. We, we didn't. We weren't doing the show 
as of last year, sort of. We were very close, though. Yeah, we we, we we did a lot of the the, the discussion, the pre. We we actually were going to record and then couldn't couldn't find a good space and time. It's That's hard. right. That'll It'll, be right. That'll be close to our one year anniversary on the show. I think so. Yeah, it will be. It will be. Yeah. Right. That's right. We have we have we're on episode. This is episode thirty seven. So fifty two. Where man, it's coming up fast. It's crazy. Oh well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hey, so let's switch into. Uh, let's talk about your good news this week, Dennis. Good news. Oh, What's your good you, news, buddy? You you did the thing I usually do. I, I, I did was, it. I, I was, preempted. I was ready to drop. Uh, to 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 spring it on you, and I was. Now you get to think about it. Okay. You, you caught me. What's uh, some why, good news this week? What, why don't you go first? No, 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 no. That's not how this works. Oh, man. That's not no, how any no, of this no works. Now people get to sit and listen while I... Uh, yes, exactly. Um, well, you have to think about it. <laughs> well, I talked about the house already. Um, yep. Mode for the first time uh, of the year. That's. Uh, I, think, mm-hmm. I think we talked about that at length. Yeah, um, those those can't count. You already mentioned those. Hmm. Well, I mean, it's it's good news for me that between me and Fox, we got tickets to all the things that we wanted to do at Gen Con. That's fair. That's, that's definitely a big, fair. Uh, big thing. That's a big, good feel. Big, that's a good feels for the week, right? Big accomplishment. Yeah. 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 I think I think mine would be I, I watched a I picked up a random show this week to start watching in the background when I'm not doing anything else and it's become actually uh, an enjoyable show mm-hmm. um, and I think I may watch all the seasons however many there are it's on Hulu it's called Superstore um, Superstore yeah I think it's an actual like network TV show like okay. series um, but it's kind of funny it's a it's a comedy it's definitely a a uh, the office it's not like a documentary docudrama type thing but it's it's that still kind of funny Work, jokey workplace comedy workplace comedy yeah and it's set place in a superstore um like a walmart type thing right uh and it's it's pretty funny and all of all of the characters are very much have their own little thing that you can tell even after like four or five episodes are, are growing into their roles and only probably going to get better. So I'm, that was good. You know, it's nice to find a good show, especially when you're hunting around on Netflix and you see so much that are subpar or, or, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, we, we all love Netflix. The the world, you know, bows down to, to the Netflix King, but um, they do have a lot of garbage on there and in their, in their stuff. Well, speaking of garbage, Netflix shows, (laughs) (laughs) I know, I know where you're going. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, It's, it's funny, um, my my little sister, uh, she's in high school, but my, my youngest sister uh, was just in um, a production of Annie. Okay. And uh, we went and saw that a Saturday night. That was their last show. And uh, on the drive back, Dad and I were talking about different shows, different streaming services, because my, my mom helps them with uh, costumes um, okay. For their for their shows up there, and it's about an hour drive from here. So when they get to um, Tech Week and Production Week, they do shows two weekends. Um, yeah, they'll stay up there with friends, and so it's just Dad and I um, in the house for the better part of two weeks. Uh, okay. Minus last weekend, they were home for a couple nights. But yep. um, 
so we've been watching like we watched travelers i talked about that mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. we watched lost in space with me yep and um and an mtv show called the shannara chronicles uh yes that's on is, netflix it's, it's pretty classic like borderline campy fantasy uh show with a just ridiculously beautiful cast it's total cw show isn't it like it's it's mtv but it's yeah it's like cw yeah. but slightly better than, really than okay. the most cw like the acting's a little bit better the the people are all implausibly attractive but anyway <laughs> so we we were driving back and we were talking about the different streaming services and i said the 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 rumor that i've been hearing in the context of disney buying fox yeah is that disney wants to launch their own streaming service oh they are and i said i said well if there's anybody that can like i don't think people are going to jump ship off netflix because like aside from our buddy cogswell i don't know anybody who doesn't have netflix or at least has somebody else's netflix login right yeah (laughs) as people do uh I I don't I never have I'm like man I wouldn't I wouldn't think to ask somebody like hey can I have the password to your Netflix like I just right, right. I just pay for the stuff that I use in, right. in this area and that's not true of all of all aspects of right. my life but it's just a funny thing right. Um, right. but I said you know imagine if Disney started up a streaming service and then took all the Disney property all the Pixar all the Marvel, all the 20th Century Fox, all the Fox Searchlight, all of the Simpsons, Family Guy, Firefly, like every Fox TV show, New Girl, all of that stuff, and put that all on their new thing. Like, yep, we're going to we're going to start our own streaming service. Blackjack and hookers. (laughs) That's right. Pretty sure Futurama would be on there, too. Right. Well, the the, Uh, we talked about this like like, episode two or three, though, like there are people who pay for Hulu. I think Hulu is still too expensive to get it without yeah. ads. Like the, but the thing, right. th- the thing Hulu has is they get new, they get stuff as it's airing sort of yeah. with ads. I, I, I'm, I'm hoping that I get through the stuff that I like so that I can get rid of it. Right. But right. Because I do like it. There's a lot of things. Like I watch all the seasons of community. I watch the, the runaways. I watch um, mm. modern family, um, and they just keep, and then this, now this other one, and they're all fairly modern and new like right. Netflix. Netflix is definitely behind. I, I just don't get the most recent episode season of, well, yeah, it's Agents not what they Shield. do. I like get, the, the stuff yeah. that they have that's new is their original content. They can't get deals with people to the other one. Dad said is, um, red box potentially like if they could get the mm-hmm. rights to rent stuff which is, you know, the whole thing, like new, yeah. quote unquote, new movies. Um, yeah. And then and then people use Amazon Prime Video. But I think the only reason that succeeds is because people have Amazon Prime already. That That's exactly what right? I like. I mean, that's, I, that's, that's I why I pay for Prime for the shipping. The like yeah, music exactly. streaming and the video uh, service is just icing. And I was like, that's kind of yeah. brilliant. The, the thing the thing I don't like about. If Amazon's. they ever separated them out, I would never, I would never pay for them. No, right, exactly. And the thing that uh, the thing that annoys me about Amazon service is that it's always um, they're trying to sell it. Like Netflix doesn't yeah. sell 
anything other than their service, right? Their base subscription, or, you know, you can pay more to get 4K or multiple users. Yeah. But Amazon is always trying to sell season passes or episodes or movie rentals or any of that. That is the most annoying thing. Especially for TV, it all feels too expensive. It's way, yeah. I'm like, it, it feels stri- like they're so far behind the curve on streaming, you know, services that they're that, that I go and I want to watch like Vikings. Oh, great! I want to watch Vikings. Oh, here's the first season. You want to watch anymore? It's twenty five dollars. Like, what? right? Twenty five dollars a season, or like two to three dollars an episode. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like that's that's Blu-ray prices. No, yeah, not yeah. when I, not when I can get Stranger Things included in my, you know. $11 a month I'm already paying for Netflix. Yeah, exactly. So and but Hulu Hulu's this the switch that. See now, now that's what Hulu is. Hulu is the things that Amazon charges for, that's what you get in mm. part of the package. So Amazon is like many of the shows and movies that you can't get in other places like at Netflix cuz they've got some good They've got yeah. some movies, but not a and, whole lot of choices. And, but Amazon but has they, some they, stuff Netflix doesn't have. Amazon also does original content nowhere near as but much as Netflix. nowhere near right. but they uh, but they do and some of it's very good but they're but they're clearly the bottom they're the bottom rung on <laughs> on the list and again only because that you even watch them is because that you've got included in prime well and you know what there's those, there's those three of, if you don't include like voodoo or uh um itunes or any of that other stuff right i mean iTunes, but i will itunes is a store only so i don't I don't have any right. on iTunes. I, I will say, though, that, that it makes sense for – and this is a conversation with, so we've had like way back in episode maybe three or four um, – is that Disney coming out with their, their own service is absolutely – that's what should happen because they are the entertainment conglomeration of the world right now. They, they yeah, dominate everything by far. That, that'll, that'll be a game changer. Like I don't think it'll kill Netflix or no. even close, but if they can get all of that stuff that they – have under and of course there are thousands if not millions of little you know deals and and contracts and whatever that they would have to that have to deal with to do that but um you know so who knows but well they're 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 already they're already pulling i mean they've pulled off stuff um last december i think was when it was they pulled off all the star wars stuff off netflix and they started pulling all of their they're slowly pulling their marvel things off of it um so so when they launch you're gonna have I i forgot about lucas yeah, so they're, Disney isn't just having their own. I mean, they have ABC and all of those shows as well. So they're, they have yeah, yeah. the full range of you know people to watch. The, and if you're a parent, it's the it's the package to buy. You're going to get every sure. you know cartoon, every princess thing, every mm-hmm. movie, every TV show that you could possibly have. Disney, Mickey, Friends, or whatever, and that's what will be played all the time. Not the, the Netflix. The, the real question. Is not whether they can kill Netflix, but whether they can kill the awful cable companies. Yes, uh, yeah, I, I think we're, that that's yeah. We're we're all My, rooting for you, you underdog Disney. Disney. Or, <laughs> <laughs> underdog Disney. I, I will say that that uh, I've said before that I, I recently. Uh, killed my I went you know wire mm-hmm. you know I cut the cable type C- thing um, cut, ca- cut the cord cut, yeah um, but I but I. Uh, my my ISP my cable company slash ISP uh, are really great and they're awesome and they're kind of local ish they're fiber it's amazing service yeah um, Smithville but yeah Smithville right shout out to Smithville Communications um, <laughs> but they were they've been pushing 
to to cut the cord. They they have you know they're taking the right attitude is that like people are going to do it. We're not going to fight it, and we're going to offer you some streaming packages. So that they've got their own thing where you can get internet plus like these ten local stations and stuff like that for on their streaming package, um, which is really cool. They're they're kind of trying to compete with the YouTube TV type stuff. Um, and then when I, so when I cut my cord, they pitched it. They're like, this is great. We understand why you're doing it. You know, you know, congratulations on making the move. Would you like to, would you <laughs> mind if we throw you the, the idea of this streaming service that we offer for a really good price? And I already researched it and I was not for it. Um, but I like it. I like the attitude of that company saying, we accept that this is not the future and we're not going to hold on to it. Unlike the Comcasts that are out there that are like, you yeah. Know, oh no, we want to change the world to be our view. It's always it's always nice past. to support a service that is not uh anti-futurist. Yes, exactly. So so well, anyway, that's good. And D- Disney will Disney coming out will be I think if anything they compete with yes, cable companies and maybe they'll hurt Hulu the most. Yeah. Um for for yeah. sure. Well, I think especially if they go commercial free, oh, it's yeah, disgusting that they that, have commercials. That's, that's that's a big one too. All right. Well, I, well, I will say I watch I watch YouTube TV all the time now. I watch it every day, like I would watch normal TV, and it has tons of commercials, and mm-hmm. it's okay. I'm I, I'm I'm dealing with it. So anyway, it's good. Yeah, yeah. So you mentioned all Lost right, in let's, Space, though. Yeah, let's let's jump back to the 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 joke that I started this segment with. Um, <laughs> That's right. Our, you mentioned our, Lost in Space. Our weekly challenge last week was to wrap up the last six episodes uh, from five to ten of um yeah. uh lost in space netflix original right. reboot now now i take it from your meaning that you were not a fan of this one i mean okay so we run back through the the uh whatever the 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 list of netflix originals that we've watched yep um and most of them have been like mediocre at best sure um i agree you know what whatever what happened to monday mute disjointed nailed it was funny but i didn't i didn't keep watching it after we were done so um yeah whatever yeah all all of that stuff just like not not fully realized whatever this show and you know most of my most of what i have to say is not different from what i said last week like it uh i had a hard time getting engaged in any of the tension um you know even to so as always uh we're we're, this we're gonna have spoilers for the netflix original reboot lost in space um yep so if you haven't seen that and don't want to be spoiled pause skip chapter whatever right um when when don and the dad get uh you know killed their their ship blows up allegedly yeah. in space whatever it's like okay maybe they're dead but probably not sure right when when smith takes over the robot and and all of that stuff like you know when it gets to the actual robots fighting and stuff like that was exciting yeah but it was just kind of the like okay finally we can get the the, the conclusion to this and it was strange to me that we went through this whole season almost as like it reminds me of the of the mini series that opened uh the Battlestar Galactica reboot 
Yeah. Right. Like they had a they had a three hour mini series that was just the the setup. Just starting it. Yeah, right. And that's what this felt like. Like the the show the season ended with the the you know, premise of the old show, as I understand the old show, which having never yep. seen it. Sure. Uh I, I have to say I think that and I think that I mean here's where we disagree a little bit. Um, and I, I want to say that I, I I recognize what you're saying, and I think I under, <laughs> I definitely see where you're coming from on it. But I have to say that that might be a little bit of that the, the cynicism in you because I have it sure. too, and that's why I can recognize it because I also had a different perspective, and then I watched it with my daughter, and right. who had not seen this and had not seen a lot of these. I mean, she doesn't have the experience in television that we have and the years of movies and understanding, you know, plot choices and, and things and characters and killing off. So watching this kind of a thing and she's getting engaged in the characters and then the dad and Don blow up to her. That was it. They're dead. <laughs> and, and they did, they didn't, they didn't, you know, bring them right back or have a thing. And the cliffhanger in the next right. episode, they were like dead still. And they were, they were gone for like two episodes throughout that. So for her, this was like, a really devastating, hard, emotional type thing that really sucked, and she was sad about, yeah, uh, and, and went and through that process. Know, I'm, I'm, I'm being, I'm being a little overly harsh because in that scene, in yeah, the yeah. episode after that, when um, Will's radio thing beeps back at him, like that was satisfying. You're like, okay, that's I see. There's, there's still- right, 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 and, and it all comes again. Like I said, we, we, you and I know that that they're not going to kill off the main stars of the the family Robinsons throughout this sh- series. It's, it's just it, not that kind of show. It's more you know. like, and we said this about um, infinity war. We talked about it last week. It's, it's less about, you know, having, being able to assume what's going to happen next. But like when Smith takes control of the robot and you know, their, the ship takes off from the planet, it's, it's not it's not so much about like are they going to get the ship back as how yeah right? yeah like, yeah exactly like i mean i, know, I mean thor is not going to die in a thor movie I he's know just not going to die that you know? the dad and don are both still alive but how, like how did they survive where are they how is the family going to find them what's going to yes. You know, what are these people going to do what's the mom going to do to deal with smith and the robot being on the thing and it's like if i were watching some other show if i were watching maybe bsg or definitely a game of thrones or something yeah i'm like is she going to you know vent all the oxygen out of that middle pod so that <laughs> right. you know she gets suffocates or gets blown into space or something like, yeah right because because well, that that's that's how it would happen in those shows in in those shows like you know right. maybe one one or both and then they would have to they would have to introduce some new villain. They would make the the other patriarch um, yeah. character be who's who's kind of antagonistic, but not really the yeah. um, right. uh, Middle Eastern uh, yeah. dad. I think I think the family right. is is Persian or a Pakistani or something. Um, the, the and the, but that that's what makes those sh- shows exciting for those shows. I mean that, that you always have that. You know, they could die type thing at any moment. Yeah, um, and and it definitely but that's not what had this was. some good moments. Have you have you seen um, Sherlock? That was a ridiculous oh, yeah. question. Yes, of course you've seen yes. Sherlock. Of course. Have you yes. seen all Love of it? it? 
not the second half of the last season. Second half of the last season. So I, I mean, I'm halfway through it. I, I need to finish. They introduce a character. I don't know how early in that season they introduce her, but I, I'll, I don't think this will spoil anything. Um, they introduce a character who is um, Sherlock and uh, Mycroft's sister, older sister. Uh, yeah, I, I know. I've seen her. That's where it is. I mean, okay. I know that they got a sister, and they introduced her, and then that was that's where I ended. And the at. the stuff with Smith being locked in the in thing reminded me of that because it's it's this like um, Hannibal Lecter kind of like here's the bad guy, and not only are they locked up, but like nobody's allowed to go near them unless they're like yeah. deaf. Or something. Oh yeah, yeah. Because the character is so manipulated. I, f- I found myself very frustrated with the Smith character because I could not decipher her motivation. Right. Yes. She, she felt to me like just a pathological liar and manipulator. Like all all she ever did was lie and deceive people around her in ways that didn't even seem to benefit her. You know, it's funny. I was like, why I, I would, I would, is she doing this? Why is she like? And right. some of that has some payoff, but the the interaction with her and Will, and you're like, ah, oh, this is like a an eight or ten, however old he is, like a, a little boy yeah. is gonna, and she's gonna, of course, like get right in his head. She's she's this right. person, and he's a kid, right? Like this is you know, no, it's funny. I, not until a couple years ago, when I I, I knew somebody um, that was a very selfish kind of person and not because that's, that's, you know, they were overtly. So it's just, I think I met them and I realized I've known them for a long time and they were, um, just in their DNA. They just, everything they do, maybe it's their history or something. They trauma throughout their life or whatever mm. that I don't know about when they're young. It's just that they're so protective of their, who they are and their life and themselves mm-hmm. that, that everything, everything that they do is only about them and nothing else matters. And Smith has a has a, a little why do you do this kind of type monologue with um, the Maureen about that. Like, you know, she, when she's in control and she's like, I'm the only one brave enough to admit that I'll only do things for myself. Right, um, and, right. It's and and so, like, so... It's that like, like deep, uh, like such a deep... Um, uh, like flaw, I'm not sure how to describe this. Like it's it's just a moral and ethical thing. That, yeah, that such, you, if a, you... such a such a such a deep breakdown of personal moral and ethics that they turn a vice into a virtue in their mind. Such yes, and, such and that's an why I said this, this person that I know delusion. Right, and this person that I mentioned that I that I know they who shall not be named is that that they don't you know they don't they're a good person I, you can still see that they're good people but it's just that they don't understand that that's they don't have those moral or ethical kind of boundaries they just don't understand why that's wrong you're talking about you know? our friend pete aren't you <laughs> right no it's not pete. no, no. Okay. but but you, you don't you don't have you, they don't have that and they just really don't understand like well this is the right choice it's the right choice for me and you can mm-hmm. you can you can you know t- take it all the way down to whatever you want it to be and whether it's right or wrong that you should self you know preserve yourself i think she even has a has a line that's or somebody has a line somewhere where they say um you know it's the histories written by the victors or or people who survive sure. or something like that and that's that's a very much the the case um that's so true. i i that's did not a that's not a uh um 
it's not a logical argument to defend. Right. Doing right. But but um I did like I did like her character. I thought Parker Posey played her really well in that she mm-hmm. was very confusing. Um in that, you know, she's definitely not a good person. It's um and it's even a little when bit they like, caught her, um, she tried. It's like uh, uh shoot, what's her name who plays Joyce in Stranger Things? Uh oh yeah, Winona Ryder. Winona Ryder, that's it. Where yeah, she doesn't like like you're frustrated it's it's like i said when we talked about new girl like you can tell that the character is well acted and well written by how frustrating she is yes right yes. um right and and and, it, and you do want to know what makes her her but you i think we already know that that's just her yeah you know she's just that person and and, and maureen has probably a few... gotten to this place where you know Whatever she actually is, which is not, you know, not good enough to be in the Jupiter program to go to Alpha Centauri, um, like whatever disadvantaged place she has gotten herself to in life is probably because she is only ever looking out for herself. Yeah. Where like her, you know, her sister was, you know, a doctor or whatever, like had attained whatever level of, of success and status that she could have gone. And so the only way that um, whatever her actual name is could Smith could go could go on this was to drug her sister and take her place. Yeah, I, I will say something I, I like I did like about this show and, and that that makes me want to watch it and keep keep watching it was not that the fact that are this are the family going to die? Are there going to be things? It's, it's but it's simply like, oh, how are they doing this? And maybe mm-hmm. it's my familiarity with the last movies and the, the original series is that like right. um, the the robot being an alien is a whole new take on the different, robot different thing. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a yeah, it's a totally different dynamic than what he was before, and that plays really important. It still has keynotes of him and the, the him and the, the robot and the boy have always had will have always had a relationship even yeah, from the sixties. But in but the, in the movie, this is a like different way it develops and why it develops how it is. And then then they make it tied into the fact that that's why they they had the technology that they do. That's interesting to me. It's like finding it's, it's not necessarily yeah, it's the, the like end goal. The, um, it's finding out how they get to these places. It's it's a lot like uh, Iron Giant we talked about last week. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. also somewhat similar to elements of of BSG Battlestar Galactica in that mm-hmm. sense of like you know. Somebody, somebody is affectionate toward a, a an entity of or you know whatever that yeah that all the people around here around him or her fear yeah right it's like when the characters in BSG fall in love with Cylons <laughs> yeah right except in that case it's all adults you don't have the the yeah, adult child uh, dynamic yeah. of of Lost in Space or um, right. Iron Giant, right? Well, there, there. You know, a good allegory for this one is um, like Quantum Leap. If you watch every episode of Quantum Leap, you know that Sam is going to jump at the end. It's, right. it's going to happen. He's not going to die. If if it's maybe maybe it's a two parter and we don't know, but in the end, he's going to successfully do it. It's the idea of what does he get? How does he learn? What what right. happens? And right. how do they make the thing at the end? So this was the same thing. It's not that I know that are they going to escape from this planet? This destroying? Yeah, they're going to ex- escape. Um, you know, is is the robot uh, a bad guy? No, he's going to be a good guy. But how do they get this? I know that Don and 
I forget the oldest sister's name, are going to end up, you know, having a romance at some point. How do they get that romance to the point where they get to where they are? That's that's what's interesting and fun to me sure. to watch. Yeah, yeah I get um, that. It's it's right. interesting. I don't know if we talked about this last week, but it's that that thing of like serial versus episodic because this this show is serial like it's all one story Mm -hmm. told together but Mm -hmm. when i was talking to my dad about it he was like i wonder how the original ended and i'm like i don't know they didn't used to do shows in serial format like if you watched you know the the quintessential example in recent times was that article that we passed around a couple weeks ago about um the original series Star Trek episode City on the Edge of Forever. Yeah. Where they go back in time and Kirk has to let uh, Edith Keeler die to prevent the Nazis from winning World War II. Right? Yeah. It's a very, very 60s story. But, like, it's a huge, heavy story. Like, it's emotionally devastating to the character of James Kirk. But because it's the 60s and television was episodic there's no there's no lasting impact like his character is the same in the next the episode, next episode. Yeah. um and so i i googled when we were talking about the original lost in space and it's it's exactly that like it ran three seasons and then got canceled yeah and so the, there over. was no there was no resolution to the story um, there there used to not be it was just how it was it was just over and you know, and we they, we've they we've it. talked about that i talked about it last week that like in the information age, it's so much easier to do serialized storytelling, even in shows that are very episodic, like any number of procedural detective shows, uh, yeah. detective dramas, crime dramas. Um, yeah. There are still serial elements of like growing relationships between characters and things like that, where the, the case of the week is always, you know, always follows this formula. But there are yeah. there are other elements in there to keep to keep people watching. Otherwise, from the next one, to the next you know, one, yeah. you you know, a show won't uh, won't, won't well, not last. in this day and age. It won't last. Won't well, last. the 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 yeah. So you know, one of the things that may have also made you give that feeling was that it it was the way it was shot and directed and the actors, the way they acted and many of the lines. I, I think it gave you that it does give off the air that it's a serious show, serious mm. quote unquote, I'm doing my little air quotes yeah. that it's, that it's not an episodic family show. It does feel like it's, it should, it should live in the game of Thrones, stranger things, arena, Battlestar Galactica. And, you know, just, just maybe the cinematography does that or the acting or whatever. Yeah. But it feels, it, it feels like the stakes should be really high and somebody could maybe die, but it's all resolved in really like, I don't like right. It, 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 it just it just it's, it's triumphant made, and and yeah. It's made the episodic stuff modern. I, I mean, yeah. It's just different it, it, for somebody who likes those kind of you know shows that are family shows to have one as an adult to be able to watch it and have good acting and good actually written scripts with people who who mention who talk correctly and not corny <laughs> and look good. <laughs> With good CG, it makes me kind of happy to watch that with yeah, my kid. Yeah, and yeah, I get that for sure. And we're definitely in a in a time where, um, you know, we we don't have Lord of the Rings anymore. Yeah. We have Game yeah. of Thrones. We you right. know 
I mean, and right. of course, Game of Thrones gets to a point where they have clear evil, you know, in the form of yeah. the White Walkers, the zombies. But we went yeah. through six or seven seasons, five gigantic books of yeah. like, like the ambiguity here, between good here, and evil. here are the people who are ostensibly good, and here are the evil, the like, um, the Lord of the Rings sort of thing where like okay you've got the hobbits who are good and you've got the elves who are neutral good and you've got the men who are you know chaotic good or whatever and you've got the evil like the orcs urukai the men of the east like they're all clearly they're like dark which is a little bit racist but you know whatever yeah. is ri- written by a english white guy in the in the 1800s so um you know all of that whatever like (laughs) very clear like this is good this is evil like yeah clear cut straightforward easy to understand um original star wars yep take take my weekly opportunity to to poke at last jedi um (laughs) you know very clear like light side dark side straightforward unambiguous good versus evil um and we're in a time where not like the, at least it's either not being made or not being talked about anything that's clear like that. Everything has to be complicated and ambiguous. Yeah. And, you know, there's a there's a quote from deeper George R. R. Martin where where people were like, why don't you why don't you why doesn't your story focus more on the monsters? And he yeah. was like, there are plenty of monsters who are just men right there there's evil in in men and so that like that's the seven seasons of story we had was just people fighting other people Um, yeah and that you know can be very interesting can be very compelling but is also kind of exhausting you're like can't can't I just have a villain that's clearly a villain? <laughs> exactly. And that's maybe that's where this show lives, is that, that it gives yeah. you a little bit with the doctor, but you clearly know where you're going, and it resolves it pretty quickly. But um, yeah, I So, so I, I wouldn't place it as a, like, you know, this is the pinnacle. It's not a Stranger Things, but, but stranger I, things. I, enjoy, I enjoyed it. I, I definitely place it above 90% of most of the other Netflix originals the, that we've watched. Most, most of the stuff that we've watched for the show, for sure. Yeah, so so right now it sits up there um, pretty high on on the list. Um, Godless is still at my top so far. I think that I've watched of all of them. I um, I had some, this just show. to just to briefly circle back to what what I was just saying about ethic morality characters and and reference we were talking about D and D earlier. I had somebody describe alignment, right? Like uh, mm-hmm. RPG alignment, and. Yep. He described the good evil scale as representing selfish to selfless. Mm, I could see that. Which I was yeah, like, sure. that's that's interesting. I'd never thought of evil as being one hundred percent selfish. To me, evil was like genocide. Ge- yeah. Genocidal, genocide, whatever. Weird, yeah, yeah weird right. Pronunciation there. Well that's that's why you can have something like lawful evil that is they are like to, what people like to say lawyers, you know, that, that you are just out for yourself, but you do follow society's rules and laws. Well, you follow like you follow a code like, you know, the quintessential example of Nazis, right? Like, yeah, like they right. have rules, but right. their rules include like 
the imprisonment and banishment and eventual extermination of an entire segment of the populace. Right. 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 It's, it's, so, yeah, it's that system, makes sense. It's for, a for selfish system, whatever, which is an right. interesting right. sort of thing. All right. Well, let's. So what's, um, what's our what's our next what's our next one? Yeah. We'll get that in. Real next quick. week, um, I think our buddy Zahn recommended another uh, another anime. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Violet Evergarden. Violet Evergarden. Right. I'll have to see if, if Zahn wants to come by and talk about that. He he says it's he says it's pretty good and it's he his I think his short description was it's everything that an anime is. I don't know what that means, but in in Zahn isms. Yeah, uh, Z- that's that's what it is. Zahn is one of our friends who hasn't been on the show. We had uh his brother Pete on. But um right. Zahn is Zahn but, is a, a unique unique guy. I've known him for over a decade now and uh Yeah. I got my. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if you have um, the app Time Hop. Uh, no, but I see you guys do it all the time. It's a. Um, it's an app on your phone. You you authorize it to all of your Dropbox, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, Foursquare, all that stuff, yeah. and it will show you stuff that you did on social media or files on your Dropbox, or whatever, yeah. on today's date in previous years. Well, today I saw pictures of us, me and Zahn and Trotsky and our buddy Chance um, playing rock band when rock band was new um, 10 years ago. It's can you believe that terrible that that's 10 years old, a decade we were playing rock band. (sighs) Oh, well, yeah, it's 10 years ago. Yeah. All right, man. All right, man. So, so, think... ne- so next week, Netflix anime, Violet Evergarden. Wait, is that a series? Is that a series or is that a? It's a series. So, how how much of it do you want to watch? Uh, how, out of how many? Where they? Ha- I don't know much about. Uh, I don't, I don't have see. it in front of me anymore. All right. Uh, well, let's well, see. see. I've got it right here. Okay. So, Violet Evergarden is. I don't have it in front of me. I apologize. Our <laughs> listeners are, are like, what is going on with you people? I'm not organized. Okay. So there are a total of um, 13 episodes that are 24 minutes long. Oh, heck, we can watch a lot of these. Um, like five? Five of them? Um, we could do fair, six, fair then we're pretty close to five half. Five or six? Okay. That's good. Yeah, let's do six. And then and we'll we can probably decide. finish it the following week. So Right. Right. We'll, we'll see if it's if it's terrible. Maybe we'll we'll nix it, but we'll see. We'll give we'll give it as a Zon recommendation. All right, man. All right, man. Well, we're that's we're, good for us, right? Yes. We're, we're right about at ninety minutes, so we won't be we won't be long like like last week. Last week was a big one. Um. All right. All right. Well, uh, you've been listening to the Front Porch episode thirty-seven. Um, if you go to our website frontporchpodcast.com slash three seven, you can find show notes there. And uh, contact forms. We love hearing from our listeners. Yep. Um, if you enjoy the show, you can subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts or anywhere podcasts are found. Uh, while you're there, if you leave us a review, that helps us out a lot. Special thanks, as always, to our friends over at Geek Scholars Movie News. And Yay! Did I, love did those I guys. Say all the things? I always, Gals. I always feel like Gals. I'm missing something. I don't, we don't have a long enough spiel at the end. No, we got it. Those are good. All right, everybody. Well, until next time... This is Dennis. And this is Michael. For the front porch. Good night, everybody. Night, guys. <laughs>